let me tell you this. Green Bay is a great town for football. No one is perfect. Uh, nobody can be perfect. But by striving for absolute perfection, you raise yourself notches above what you may have been content to be. Who's our head ref today? Tony Correcti. This is his rookie year. Oh, we're going to give him some What's up, everybody? This is Danny Vitale, the fullback for the Green Bay Packers, and you're listening to the Poor Man's Packer Podcast. Go Pack Go! Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers Podcast, the number one Packers podcast in the state of our minds. I am Spencer Zizvanowitz, joined as always with Kyle Trakowski. Kyle? Hello! And the Packers have moved on to the divisional round. Survive in advance, baby. Yeah, what a week. What a week for us. Um, welcome to Bi-Week Bonanza Part 2. <sighs> you did it again. I, I hate it. Yep, I did it again. Uh, I did look up what it means, however, because I've been saying duh a couple, a couple times. Apparently, mm-hmm. it is French. Four, two. French is a very do, um, do, elegant language, so I find a very I find that very hard to believe. It it that is the conclusion I came to after a twenty second Google search. Okay, so saw that I was like wrong. that must that must make sense. But or you're just pronouncing it wrong. But yeah, that proceed. could be it. that could be it too. But week uh, by week number two, a very like you said last week. Relax, free weekend of mm. football. Mm-hmm. We um, it, this is last last time we had the bye week episode was kind of all over the place. This is going to be a lot more straightforward. We're going to talk about the last week of the playoffs that just occurred. Then we're going to have a deep dive, not too deep, but well, scratch the surface of the last decade. Decade in review. Decade of in review. Green Bay Packers football. Yep, and the, we're going to have our top season, top game, and top three plays. Ooh. Of the last decade. Okay. And then we'll, of course, dive into the Seahawks preview, which everyone, I'm sure, is waiting for. Yes. But back to this past weekend, we'll start off with the game that probably affected us more, the Seahawks and the Vikings played in New Orleans. Well, I mean, both of them affected us equally. Yeah, I sure, but I'm surprised you're not getting on me after the predictions we had last weekend. Where I said, my prediction was the Saints, I predicted them to, you know, just beat the shit out of the Vikings. Yeah, I'm still mad about that because you pished and you pawed and you scoffed and you... I did. Whatever. Yes. And I just, this is a no, this is a doesn't make sense league and I, yeah, I'm I'm feeling pretty... uh, pretty good about that. Yeah. You were very wrong. I was... (laughs) I was wrong, but the way the way that I simplified what you said, I said I think the Saints are gonna you know shit kick them, and you said if the essentially if the Saints don't shit kick them, the Vikings are going to win. Which, no, but that's what it was. You said it's either gonna no, be no, a, no, no, no. I foresaw two outcomes: one, <laughs> either the Saints blow them out, or the Vikings win outright in a close game. That's not to say the Saints are going to lose a close game. That's just how I saw the two outcomes going. That was the reason for the... <laughs> now, if I would have said the Vikings are going to blow the Saints out, then yes, pish and paw at sure. that. But the concept of the Vikes winning that game was just offensive to you. This is the thing for me, and it might have to change now, but counting games that matter, I don't care whatever Monday night games 
do or die games, I was always going to bet against Kirk Cousins, and that was the example there. I will I will always go down betting against Kirk Cousins, and you know this is the one time it seems like where it didn't work. Yeah, and I don't know if I was able to to slide in my theory last week of Ooh. it being a noon game is such a huge benefit for Kirk <laughs> yeah, Cousins no, you, and the you Vikes. Did, you did say because that. he can just wake up and and play, not have to doesn't think about have to it. yeah sit all day and 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 think about how not good he is he, and i yeah again he he played well he you played, gotta give it to him he played pretty well and he didn't have the Kirk cousins face you know he didn't have the scared face that he usually seems yeah to be it he he had delvin cook this game too which probably helped him out but the thing the thing was is that that passed uh adam thielen to seal it I was, was like, oh, a beauty was, yeah but as the, much as it, it physically hurts me to say that to compliment Kirk Cousins, that was a beautiful ball. Yes, and then uh, what? What do you think about the uh, Kyle Rudolph touchdown? I mean, <laughs> that's OPI. It's it is, but to reverse it would, I think, would cause much more of an uproar yep. than what the current situation is now. Yep. But like, I just feel so bad for DBs, man. What the hell? What the hell are Honestly, they supposed to do? I I totally agree with you that. It was one of those, like we've said before, you know, if they called it live, you know, I don't think any of us would be talking but, about it right y- now. Yes, but if they were to review it yes. and then overturn yes. it, then it's a big shitstorm. But uh, if they call that, you're right. You're it, right. In my book, I think the defensive back should have instantly bitched more. He didn't He didn't do hardly yeah. anything. He well, hesitated. I, I didn't see this till like, I saw a replay a couple hours after the game. Rudolph caught it and, like, didn't even celebrate right away. He just, like, yeah. looked around because yes. he knew. Yes. Guilty, guilty conscience. I know. When I was watching that game, I looked over to my roommate and I was like, uh, wh- it, "Was that it? Was that the game? Like, why was, is he not celebrating?" It was so anticlimactic because it was one the the receiver didn't or yeah, well Rudolph didn't do much, and then the corner just kind of stood there, and it wasn't a very. It was so close. They were so close, but it wasn't contested. Where I was like, "What is this?" And watching the replay, it's like, "Oh, he did push off." Which the only reason why I brought it up, I don't really care all that much. Only reason I care is because. The freaking Viking fans all season long have been on us about how we get the calls, <laughs> and then they get their call uh, a gift. This, the biggest moment of the season of the season. And yeah. yeah, it's it. That's no, it's pretty crazy. good. And you don't. Yeah, you don't hear a peep about yeah. that. Totally agree. But now we have to deal with a lot of people are really happy that the Vikings won. I wa- I kind of wanted the Saints because I didn't think they were that great of a team, especially like everyone's harped on if they had to go outside to Lambeau away yep. from the dome. I really, especially going into overtime, I was like, "Please win, Saints! Please!" Me win. too. An I was, overtime game coming to us would love that. Like I was, yeah, I was rooting for the Saints. I think may I, actually mainly the reason I was rooting for the Saints because I will never, ever in yes. my existence root yep. for that purple team yep. ever. I don't care what the circumstances are. Yep. Well, okay, I mean, like if it's for the Packers to get a playoff spot or something, whatever. Yes. That's that's an exception. Sure, but the rule, like in this circumstance where. There's no reason to root for him, then yeah, I'll never do that. But and secondly, yeah, like you said, I liked the idea of Drew Brees coming into Lambeau, the cold. Which actually, it's not even supposed to be that cold. I know I that that kind of sucks. But um, he really didn't play that well. No, it, absolutely not. So, but whatever. We don't even have to talk about the Saints because they're dead. The one thing that I'm worried about though is that this is setting up the ultimate nightmare. Bikes come to Lambo. Bikes come to Lambo, and this is what I've been saying. You know, water cooler it's talk. Be, it's hard to beat a team thrice. Well, it's that, but more so, you look at 
you know, the big, the biggest curse pr- probably of all time or a losing team was the Red Sox. And what took, what they needed to get over the hump was beating the Yankees, being down oh, 3-1 to make it to the World Series and then win it. And now I'm looking at it now and I'm like, fuck. Weren't they down 3-0? Was it three yeah, zero? It was, was. three yeah, zero. Okay, only three zero or three one. A seven game series history. Yeah. But you you get it where it's like yeah, that holy is shit, not... that is nightmare fuel. But yes, we will because I was I was listening to K Fan, the local sports radio here in the Twin Cities, and they actually pretty much said the same thing. They're like, yeah, I w- I want to go to Lambeau because it's either Everything's... extreme like joy, like the best thing ever, like beating them to go to the Super Bowl, or it's extreme heartbreak. Yeah, they're... which is the kind of the same same for our side. Either way, I mean they're playing with house money. Who gives a shit? Exactly. But moving on, and then after that, it was the Eagles and Seahawks. Seahawks, that's right. Who played each other? A very ugly, boring game. Yeah, that. I mean, obviously the the number one takeaway from that game is how different it is if Wentz plays all four quarters yeah um wonder how that it really would have changed things because not like I think he's a great quarterback but one the game was so ugly and two he just brings so much more he you know he's mobile he can cut he he hasn't had receivers all year but he has that x factor that yeah uh, 40 year old McCown did that knack yeah and um the nice thing about that game though is as I was watching it I'm thinking I'm not really scared of right. these teams. Well, pretty much all the teams this weekend, be like you know, we said the Saints and Vikings too. I mean, none of them really blew me away. Yeah, but that's that's what Wild Card Weekend's for. But Seahawks won. We'll get into that game more later. Well, that team more later. And uh, I, towards the end, I I was really flipping and flopping of who I wanted more in that matchup while watching that matchup, mm-hmm. and I just think I would have been because. I don't it's it's it depends on Wentz health. I don't think he would have played. No. But I j- their their offensive and defensive line, the Eagles is so damn good that I kind of like this matchup a little more with the because Seahawks. Because it's exactly the opposite. Yeah. Right. They're it, they're they're kind of their weaknesses except Clowney, he he played really well, but yeah. he's kind of their only real bright spot on that line for the most part. But yeah, we'll get into the Seahawks matchup later but right now we're going to have a quick commercial break hello american football fans are you trying to score more clients well now it is time to kick off a new email campaign at b2b data guy we pass your message to qualified receivers we'd love to sit down and talk to you about how we can field your goals we make sure your emails aren't intercepted by spam filters your emails won't get flagged for unnecessary sending there's no market we can't tackle. We've never punted on a customer. We think we're a pretty fair catch. There's no way we won't insert football pun. With our message to the right audience, it's easy to touch down with qualified leads. Visit b2bdataguide.com today. All right, and we are back, not with the defense. Ooh. Usually what we come back from commercial break from. That's actually what I was expecting you to say <laughs> when I heard we are back. Yeah, with a little infli- infliction, affliction, affliction in my voice. Yeah. But moving on, poor man's Packers history, which we had as a segment last bye week. I thought about it, too. If we make it to the Super Bowl, we're going to have to have a bye week part three. Oh, wow. Yeah, didn't even th- didn't think of that before. Yeah, yeah, not very hard. But... um. I figured since it's, we probably could have done it last week, 
But either way, it's fun to look back at the Green Bay Packers always. But mostly, this was like the first decade. I'm 27. You're 24, 25. Yes, 24. Yeah, 24. Thanks. This is like our first actual decade. That we could like absorb. Yes. And like have actual <laughs> documented memories of. Exactly. So I thought it would be fun to look and back. And what a in decade it was. My yes. goodness. Like Spence did this little like write up on this whiteboard in... I mean, some of the worst handwriting I've ever it's seen. It's really bad. But it's there's just little notes on each season, and it's like you you just mentally go back to these moments. Exactly. It's pretty cool. I, I started last night at like 9 o'clock writing this stuff down, and then I just keep kept diving. I'm like, I should keep looking more and more. And, yeah, I was up until like 1 a.m. just writing a bunch of stupid summaries or random players. So I figured we'll go breeze through the last decade quickly before we – have our top plays, but it's always fun to, you know, we have like these random ass memories of like Eric Walden spinning around against the yes. Niners and, you know, James Jones having 14 touchdowns out of nowhere, but you don't really know exactly what season some of these things were. So let's just get right into it. And the best way to kick off the decade too, I didn't realize it until I dove into it last week, was 2009. So that was the year where the Packers made it as a wild card. And this was the first real... Aaron Rodgers. You know, it was January 10th, 2010. Oh. Against against the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, my God. An all-time shootout. All-time shootout, 40, 45 to 51. Packers were getting creamed in the first half, and then they absolutely came back. This was when we got the quotes after the game where Cardinals defensive backs were saying, I forgot exactly who the guy was, but he said, the only guy I'm afraid to play again in this league is Aaron Rodgers. Ooh, and that was, goosebumps. You know, that was his second year starting. Yeah. So it was it was the perfect, you know, the first game we had, or it was the second game we had in 2010, but it set up the rest of the decade, yes. truly. And um, kind of fitting that, well, I guess not really fitting, but just curious that the game-winning touchdown in that game was on a blatant face mask on Rodgers. But people don't mention that. But People, we mentioned that. Honestly, in my book, I don't give a shit about the face mask call because it was one of those things watching live. I didn't see it. Yeah. Even in the replay, it's like one or two fingers in the face mask. The thing that pisses me off is the play before that, Rodgers was hit so late, absolutely creamed, and they didn't mm. give us 15 mm-hmm. for that. But that sets up 2010, the Super Bowl year, six straight games to end that season. I don't know what else. Deshaun the, Jackson. Shout out Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson with the, you know, the little push that we needed against the Giants to get us into the playoffs. Yes. But that yeah, that was a magical season. Um we're going to have our top seasons later. I don't have this as my top season. I don't think you have it as yours either. It's mostly speaking regular season, but it was it was crazy. I mean, the w- this year as well, we had so I much- just feel like sorry to cut you off there, but I just you. feel like the Super Bowl year is kind of excluded from a top season because I mean, yeah. obviously that's would be It's assumed. Yes, it, exactly. It's assumed. But like it's in its own tier. Yeah, it was it was the year where we had I think eighteen players on IR very early. We lost Ryan Grant, Jermichael Finley. Yep. Uh, but yeah, wild wild finish to to the year. It was it was just unreal because Matt Flynn like played a substantial amount this year. It was when Crabtree was hopping around. We had James Starks against the Eagles. Desmond Bishop yes. saves that game against the Eagles as well. The shoestring tackle on Deshaun Jackson. When the Eagles were driving on their last possession, you remember that? I don't, but it I was, believe it. Yeah, I mean, you were in high school. It was like a skinny post. Deshaun Jackson is running free, and Desmond Bishop literally just up, like, 
lottery just jumping out, gets his ankle. Swipes him. Yeah, and then Tremont <laughs> Williams picks him off in the end zone. Oh, yes. We'll, we'll go on to the actual plays after that, but, you know, it, this had those moments. Charles Woodson in the locker room after the Chicago win, talking about Barack Obama and how if he's not going to come see us, we're going to go see him. <laughs> All that great stuff. Obviously, the Super Bowl after that. Uh, 2011, honestly... I think this is a very, very overrated year. I didn't enjoy this year. It might not be my top half of the decade. It, uh, Expl- I guess. Wow. Okay. It would probably be five, but this season it was just nothing. It was, I mean, if you it's didn't have be- to worry about anything, if it's be well, if you it's didn't. because of the way it ended, sure. But like, <laughs> how can you not appreciate that regular season? Well, it's funny because even because we had to look back and see what we wanted for top plays. Twenty eleven. You know, there there wasn't. It was it nothing was, a three was close. Possession game every fourth quarter. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was just Rogers throwing to wide open Greg Jennings and Jordy Nelson. Jermichael Finley getting Donald a bunch Driver. of touchdowns too. Yeah. So obviously that that one and it ended so quickly. You know, all of a sudden we're in the it divisional like, round and that game was over. It was like back to back hopes, like, and that <sighs> terrible. Next year, 2012. This is when we started. The one thing that sucks about Aaron Rodgers' career is that he didn't re- he hasn't had a rival or we haven't as of the Green Bay Packers you know you look at the 90s there was a, we had rivals a rivalry with the Cowboys who always beat us that was pretty much it before we got over that hump with this early on it was the 49ers and yeah. 2012 was a Niners sandwich where first game of the year we play them and lose last game of the year we play them and lose we were 11 mm. and 5 and that was the game where early on it, this was in San Francisco Sam Shields had a pick six but then this was the beginning of the end of Dom Capers. Yes. Terrible, terrible, terrible game. Eric Walden is still spinning, looking around for Colin Kaepernick. Sometimes I wake up in a cold sweat thinking about that long 70-yard run he had. Oh, Kaepernick. And yeah. I, following, and I fall asleep weeping. Yeah. T- terrible, terrible. And then that following year, 2013, uh, we won't get into it too much, but it was the same thing where it was a 49er sandwich. First game of the year, lost to the Niners. Last game of the year, lost to the Niners. Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick still had 80 yards rushing against us, and the Niners won on a last-second field goal in Lambeau. Rodgers broken collarbone that year. I feel like that should be mentioned. Yeah, yeah, but the, it was the magic year, and we might hint get into that season later. Hmm. 2014, uh, we don't want to talk about that. 2015. Yep, that season never happened. Yep. 2015, this is the James. This is where we start getting into where, like I said, I'm 27 years old. This is where I start getting old where, or feeling old. Where 2015, that was the James Jones came back year. We went 10 and 6. We beat the Redskins first round of the playoffs. Kirk Cousins. Hell yeah. That was kind of the start of the narrative that he can't win big games. I mean, wasn't that his last playoff appearance, though? Mm, well, yeah, it was his only playoff appearance. Yeah, I think. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that was known as the Nick Perry game. That game made oh, Nick Perry millions and millions that. of dollars. I think he had two sacks. He had two or three sacks. I'll wrap up that game. He's still uh, Packers are still paying Nick Perry, aren't they? Yeah, unfortunately, he hasn't played all year. Uh, this was also <laughs> this was the season where after the Redskins game, we went on to play the Cardinals. Mm, the Jeff Janis the double hill. Well, I don't know if you want to call it the double hill, Mary, because that. First Hail Mary wasn't really a Hail Mary, but it was on fourth and twenty in his own five. Yes. But that second one is just remarkable. One of the most absurd throws from a quarterback in the history of the game. Yep. 
hint, hint, might be talking about that later. Mm. Uh, 2016, that was the run the table year. Despite a four and six start, we went on the six game winning streak. Yes, that was that was a very that was another fun fun season. You know, the, some of the funnest seasons are the ones where you don't know what the hell is going on every single week. Are the Packers going to make the playoffs? Mm-hmm. You know, which is kind of dumb to say. Yeah, I don't like fun is a is a bizarre word to describe that. I would uncomfortable would be my word. This is the way to put it. Football, and I'm not like the first person to say this, obviously, football is a soap opera for men. You know, it really is, especially if you dive in deep. I don't think I've ever heard that, but that's pretty good. You get into the roster moves and, you know, coaching, and they did this last week. What are they going to do this week? And, oh, you know, you have the backstories of all these guys, blah, blah, blah. But that actually losing. makes me appreciate it more when you put it that way. Oh, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, 2017 sucked. Uh, just how bad did we suck? Clay Matthews led the team in sacks. This is how we feel better about this year. Seven and a half sacks. <laughs> Seven <laughs> and a half sacks. I think Sedarius had that through like week three. Yeah. No, yeah. but like seriously, it was like week Probably seven. Probably pretty eight. close to yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, 2018, we all know what happened last year. Six, nine, and one. Not nice. Uh, last year, McCarthy. Playing on one leg. Yeah, Rogers played on one leg. And now it is 2019. So that was just a quick, quick recap of the decade. Oof, a lot of memories. But it wouldn't be a bye week episode if we did not have favorite random Packers. So here are some of my favorite random Packers, and I'm sure yours, from the past decade. 2010, remember Brett Swain? Remember Brad Chiller? Ooh, Brett Swain, yeah. He made some... I don't... I'm not recalling any right now, but I know he made some... Big splash plays in the Super Bowl. He did have at least one catch in the Super Bowl. I think. Yes. I think he had one catch, but and then it, th- it might have been for a first down. And then, yeah, and yes, and yes. He, I think he had a drop too. And then, <laughs> I think he made some special teams plays too. Yep. Brandon Chiller was one of my flash in the pan favorite that name players. Sounds familiar, but I don't really. The only thing he ever did was he jumped over a running back trying to block him before, and then chased down the other running back with the ball and tackled him. It was oh, wow. it was one of the craziest plays. I mean, that sounds really. Athletic. I don't know. If, I don't think it was 2010. I think it was 2009 that it happened, or else that would be up there. Uh, a couple other names I want to throw out: Robert Francois. Mm. Beautiful name. Beautiful name. Not a good player. Alex Green. <laughs> I was gonna say. I just pretty much liked saying his name when I saw yeah. it. Alex Green, another bad player. There, it's funny how we can go back in time and see. Oh, Alex Green was a running back, and then you see like. Dewan Harris and Cedric Benson. Dewan Harris, what he his he was good. Stretch there was unbelievable. Yeah, what was it like? A I think it was like a four or five week stretch where he like mm-hmm. was running for what felt like a hundred yards a game. I was at uh, his first real game too. Me and my buddy Kyle, we went to Monday not, night. Not Mo- me, not you. Yeah, other other buddy Kyle went to that game. It was Monday night football against the Lions, snow globe game. It was probably the coolest Packers game I've ever been mm. at. And Dwan Harris had like 100 yards, but was was great. C- Cedric Benson, RIP, but damn. This was the beginning. You, you look at, you know, Dwan Harris, Cedric Benson. Oh, th- dang, we didn't have any running backs. And then the next year, Eddie Lacy, Jonathan Franklin. Uh, Jonathan Franklin ended his career with that neck injury, which really sucked. The best that never was. This might be a little ridiculous, but I mean, I am who I am. I feel how I feel. I can't control it. But Eddie Lacy, honestly, might be one of my all-time favorite Packers. He's and even I, I just loved watching <laughs> that dude play. The videos going back, 
last night and obviously the last week too. Seeing Eddie Lacy run, I mean, he he is like fu- Aaron Jones is really fun to watch, but he's fun to watch because he's so good. Eddie Lacy <laughs> was fun to watch because he is just plodding around, running dudes over. There was one play, fuck, I forgot who we were playing. Eddie Lacy had a huge run for like sixty yards. Jordy Nelson literally came from the right side of the screen all the way up past Eddie Lacy and blocked for him on this run. That is how slow Eddie Lacy is. <laughs> yeah. Another name that is... Nope, 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 nope. We're going to skip right over that one. Oh, no. I, I wasn't going to say... There's a name here from 2014 that starts with B. We're not going to say it. Previous year, though, Jake Stoneburner. Jake Stoneburner is the reason why I have no confidence when I say Jace Sternberger. Because <laughs> they're like completely alter ego names. Was it Stoneburner? Stoneburner Sternberger. Stoneburner. That's... Uh, Jake and Jace. Dope ass last name and pun intended there Ooh, there you go uh jared aberderis you still see those jer- jerseys all the time aaron ripkowski who was yes. brought up recently on the on the twittersphere i just yeah i had never seen that clip before the one where mccarthy's like you need this wall down ripkowski <laughs> yeah, ripkowski comes blasting through yeah that, that was, was just i mean did they? Do you know if they ended up getting nominated for an Oscar or? Yeah, no, they won a couple of awards for that commercial. But no, those those commercials back then. That's one thing people have brought up. As much shit as we give McCarthy, and this is a dumb, dumb, just me being a, a Homer, a Mike McCarthy guy, even though he had to go. Mm-hmm. Even in those commercials, he would always get players to be in them so that they could make some money on the yeah. side. Guys like Aaron Ripkowski, absolutely. Helps yeah, what kind of talk. endorsement deals is he getting? Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll finish it off with these two names. Niall Davis and Christine Michael. Remember that? It's classic. Like I said, you can Mid-season just, ads. You can look back. You see Dwan Harris, Cedric Benson. Next year, we draft Jonathan Franklin and Eddie Lacy. You look at Niall Davis, Christine Michael. Next year, we draft Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. <laughs> yeah, know? Niall Davis was only on the roster for like a cup of coffee. Yeah. And Christine Michael, though, he had, I think, like one or two solid performances. He had a good game against the Seahawks. That was his. He had, That's that was right. His revenge big game. game. Even yeah. though he's got like 12 revenge games. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd list more names, but once you get to 2017, you know, these guys are pretty fresh in our memories. Yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah. Nice nice to just look good back at the season. In the past. Yeah. I don't know. If it, did you see that too over the last decade? The Green Bay Packers had the fourth best winning. Re- percentage fourth or fifth best winning percentage out of every professional sports i was gonna team. say it's in sports yeah number two for the nfl so you know sometimes especially us we live in minnesota when you run into a fan and they, you know eventually it comes up you're just talking football you say you're a packer fan like, oh how can he be a packer fan how i don't know how people actually say that yeah like because there's some legitis- legitimacy with it if Ooh. you say it for the Vikings because yes. I mean they've done nothing or the but Lions. just stomp on your heart. Yes. And the yeah, the Lions especially like the Lions almost are like the number one candidate of like why are you a fan of this team? Yes. So yeah. I it's just I mean, it's just fan speak, you know? It's just them hate it. In their blood hating the opposition, which you, you gotta respect to some degree. Mm. But yeah. But yeah, delusional. I, I nice little wrap up of the decade, but we're going to have a quick Commercial break here. Are your sales leads still bad and trash? It's me again, B2B Data Guy. My leads are the cream of the crop. These leads bring hope and promise to struggling businesses. If you are a business in need of hope, these leads can make everything feel normal again. I wish I felt normal again. The ROI on these leads is unmatched. Just ask anyone. 
I mean anyone. My leads are hot, new, and come in daily, just like the numerous beautiful women in my life. Contact me today, immediately, now. You deserve these leads. Contact me, now. Leads. Visit b2bdataguide.com today. All right, and we are back with our countdowns. We're going to do the our favorite slash best season mm. of the last decade, mm. then the best game of mm. the decade, and then we'll have our top three plays, and then we'll have a lot of uh, honorable mentions after that as well. Heck yeah. So I'm going to start off. You guys probably care so much. This is It's fun. It's fun to look back at yeah, this shit. I hope you guys care. Oh. I care. I care that if you care, so please care. There you go. My... Number one season of the past decade is 2013. Once again, Ooh. this is under the assumption that the 2010 Super Bowl season would be the number one. But this game, this season was just unbelievable. His first uh, collarbone break, correct? Yep. Yeah. It, I, this was a roller coaster. Like I said with the whole soap opera thing. Week one, we play the Niners and lose. Fast forward to week five, we're two and two, and we play the Lions at home. Oh, perfect. This is why I have this in here. So the first game Kyle and I ever went to, this is this mm. is a fun story. I, I told you this a couple months ago, too, and you didn't remember this part of it. So Kyle and I went to this game. This is probably our first time hanging out, actually. We were going down with the plan of scalping tickets or finding tickets. So, to yeah, we in. were with, like, my brother and one other buddy. Yep. So it was, like, your kind of group of friends, and I was just yep. a little brother tagging along. Exactly, and I didn't have a ticket for the game. You didn't have a ticket for the game. We but we're just like, some. we want to experience. Like, yeah, we were <laughs> yeah. going in with like, let's maybe scalp, but if not, we're at freaking Lambo. We're gonna, it's gonna be a great atmosphere, great environment. Right, and we we watched the game outside. This is before they had all the massive concrete buildings. Now we watched at the tailgate tr- tundra zone or whatever. Yep, right outside the state, right outside the stadium. Watched the game there. We had a couple. We got had more than a few drinks, and then with like nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. Kyle and I... Game was decided. Game was decided. Which, speaking of, it was a pretty boring game. Really boring. I looked at the score. Which I'm glad we didn't, you know, fork over however much for the tickets. It was like 9 to 22 or something. It was super ugly. Kyle and I literally, and, you know, we were, we had been drinking. We were like, hey, let's just see if we can walk in. Kyle and I walked in and watched, I don't know, the last eight minutes of that game for free at Lambeau Field. I mean, we just ran up the steps. People were flooding out. And we're just we're the only people going up yep. instead of the the flood of people going out. And no one checked us, no yep. one looked at us. It was just we walked in, walked into the first section we saw, yep. turned around, found some empty bleachers and just parked it. Yep. And we look around like, uh, <laughs> is this actually happening? Yeah, like I, I think we got like our picture taken too, yeah, because that's how it started. I, yeah. I showed you that and we just looked like babies. Yeah. <laughs> No uh, facial hair. <laughs> maybe we should post that. Yeah, uh, yeah maybe we maybe. should. Yeah, maybe we should. Smiles. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> but the big story of that game for us, the reason why I brought it up is because after the game. So after the oh, game, yeah. we're we're leaving. And this is this shows you guys how much of a loser I am. <laughs> we're leaving. Yeah, you were the one. <laughs> point them. We're like, no way. We're leaving the game and we're at the players' parking lot. We're by the players' parking lot. And I think what happened <laughs> before this, my my favorite part of this is actually your brother. Sam Shields is driving out SUV. Your brother goes in front of him and he does Sticky. the ter- he does the Terio dance. Oh, yeah. And Sam Shields points at your brother and starts like laughing. <laughs> that was great. But anyways, so we're leaving. We're walking out. Everyone's leaving, and I see a, a larger group of people leaving the fenced area where the players' parking lot is, and they're all wearing twelve jerseys. And I look and I'm like, oh shit. 
and I look over to you know the group of buddies that we had and I said all right hey guys we should uh we should go over and see if we can get a picture with those guys and they're like why you guys are like why and I'm like that's Aaron Rodgers' parents. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, we had been drinking, but I had went that liquid courage. Yep, went up to Aaron Rodgers' mom, and I was like, uh, "Hey, could we?" Didn't you know her name though? Because no, like did, that's how you got her. Okay, nope, did not did not know her name. I was like, "Hey, um, I'm sure it's kind of weird. Could we get a picture with you guys?" <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, why would you want that?" And I'm like, "Well, <laughs> we we know who you are." I was like, "Well." You're Aaron's parents. And she's like, oh, okay. And I swear to God, she could not have been the any super nicer, friendly. any nicer. Ed Rogers, who we now know yep. because of Twitter, he didn't say anything. But we, we have that picture. That's going to be the picture that we post. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you, yeah, like as soon as you pointed out and then I saw Ed, I'm like, oh, yep. Because you could like, they had the same, you could see. Yes. That. He looks like a, a Rogers. That, yep. ro- that Aaron was an apple from Ed's tree. And yeah. Yes, so that was when we met Aaron Rodgers' parents. Back they were, to the, yeah, back they to were the season. super nice, but yeah. yeah. Back to the season. Week nine is when we were five and three. Aaron Rodgers breaks his collarbone. Uh, Seneca Wallace comes in. He's bad. He gets hurt. Scott Tolzien starts playing. Not very good, but that's when we get the spin move, the tie against the Vikings. Then after that, Matt Flynn comes in. Matt Flynn has... The best game. The, this this is right up there oh, for me for game. Oh, this the Cowboys game, right? The Cowboys game where we were down, uh, what was it? 3-26 to 26 at halftime, and Matt Flynn comes Jeez. back. Obviously, Tony Romo throws a pick. He threw two picks within the last three minutes. Not a boy, Tony. Of the fourth quarter. Same old Tony. We come back, the next, and then the next week we uh, lose to the Patriots. Or, sorry, later on we lose to the Patriots. That was the game where the the... Offensive lineman mm. had the, like, 90-yard touchdown. Yeah, and that, I just hate being on the opposite end of iconic plays like that. Just Cause that is embarrassing such a, That plays. is such an iconic play that... Yes. He, this, but. It, but this obviously set up everything else after that. We, I believe week, week 16, we were playing the Steelers. We had a win to really, really stay alive. We lose. Lost, yep. After that, Detroit and Chicago... If either if Detroit won, they were still alive. Chicago won, we were out. Both of them lost. And then mm. week seventeen, we all know what happened. But there was so yes. many huge games. Even the earlier in that year too, the Falcons, we were losing to them at halftime. We came back and beat them. We were down like sixteen points. There was so it, it was such a roller coaster of a season that it was amazing that we were able to make the playoffs. So losing to the Niners quietly in the night was a little bit better. Yeah, the, yeah, because I mean that like I told you before hit and record like that Niners loss sucks and it hurts the stomach and it's a bad loss but when you put it in context of other exits yeah that is like yeah that is quietly in the night when you when you look at the last decade yeah because it is losing to the Cardinals it's losing well just honestly getting blown up by the Niners didn't hurt at all but honestly I think yeah I think the one in San Fran hurt more than the well god that's hard to say honestly it they both kind of suck but we've had so many and i've said this before if we didn't have that super bowl win in 2010 we would look terrible 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 be miserable so many heartbreaking losses yeah but uh that's what i had the 2013 season kyle uh yeah mine i'm probably am unable to go in such depth that was that was a lot but um well i mean the the rogers story really derailed us 
Um, but mine was definitely the 2016 run the table yep. season because the reason I picked it is because it kind of if if this if this podcast is no indication I'm a pretty optimistic fan <laughs> and I will always see the good and hope for the good and expect the good and I think this season was a good like validation of that like it made me like even more optimistic going forward and it like validated my feelings of optimism because obviously as we know a four and six start it's terrible and then some of the best quarterback play in the history of the sport the next six weeks yeah it was some of the I mean that Titans game Rodgers was so bad and that's when he started to question you know what's going on here but then he goes on one of the best tears he's ever had well, the 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 Titans game was followed up by that Redskins game that they got blown out of mm. too. Yeah, that was Sean Jackson. God, yeah, Kirk Cousins. He's popping up all over this decade. Yeah, he tore yeah. us up that week. Um, but then, yeah, that uh, then Philly is when it started. I mean, that throw to Devontae. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. so it's so absurd. Yep. Um, yeah, just one of the the greatest, um funnest seasons to to be a fan of and then i was at the i was actually at both giants games that year the I, sunday the sunday night were. game we both were in oh you were at the playoff game yep, and then, yeah, i was at the, the playoff game because that that game loki was not that first half was bad it was six to seven it was six to seven packers looked terrible but then the iconic the iconic at least for us getting to see a rogers hail mary live is pretty, i'm see, cool. i'll remember that to the grave all like yeah. seeing Seeing a Rogers Hail Mary live was oh something I'll cherish. Forever. And honestly, that one more than the other ones too. It's like this one had skill. Like it went up, but it dropped right to college. yes. There was like five guys in front of him, but right to him. Now speaking of OPI, that was if you look back, <laughs> eh, it was a little. No, was a little Cobb down. was a two hand <laughs> shove. Yeah. Hey, they didn't have reviews back then. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that was just really cool. And then the electric Cowboys game in the divisional. They mm. were a one seed. Yeah, that was. One of the most satisfying games, too. And then, in a weird way, like, that NFC Championship game. It's, it, was, it was good. It was, it was <laughs> like, like there's, there's never a good way to exit the playoffs. But, I mean, that's, that's a pretty good way. Like, it was not a game from the start. Yeah. And, like, obviously, again, with my optimism, I was hanging on, hanging on for ever all the way but then like i think aaron ripkowski fumbles yep ripkowski i think i was like ah it's not it's it's just it's the the magic's run out but we've had our hearts broken so many times that the fact that we were able to just relax that second half oh it's over i mean it was such a long run i mean it was six games in the regular season and then they obviously had to have the the two before that as well i mean it was a long run and they were just out of gas yeah but that season two you said your optimism for as much as you might get on me for being a realist or whatever try to be in a contrarian level-headed i was telling my buddies at the time if we beat the eagles we're gonna make the playoffs we beat the mm. eagles and i was like i think we're gonna make the playoffs and sure as shit we did yeah so that was uh that was a great season and that was and thankfully you know who knows what happens in that Super Bowl if we do somehow beat Atlanta because then the twenty eight three never happens. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a really good point. Yeah, and imagine, oh, <laughs> I actually think I would probably stop watching football if I was <laughs> on the Atlanta side of the twenty eight three. I I couldn't. That would be. I yeah, can't I, even stomach that. Well, I mean, we're not too far off twenty fourteen. We're really not too far off. That's true. But yeah, that that season. 
Actually, I mean, we kind of, because that 28-3 actually made me feel better about 2014. That's right. You know what? I forgot about that. That was the that was the playoff year of of misery. Sorry, the twenty the 2014 season. Because if you look at the, the teams that moved on, at least with the Packers, where we played the Cowboys, the week before that, the Lions got absolutely screwed on a mm. missed call, yep. I believe. Yep. Absolutely screwed. They were pissed. You know, terrible, terrible, terrible. After that, Cowboys come to Lambeau, and it's the Dez doesn't catch a game. Another huge heartbreaker for the oh. Cowboys fans who believe that their team won Holy the whole thing. Holy shit. And then, and then we're not done. Then we have our NFC Championship game where we absolutely fall apart. Not going to get into it. And but then, then you get to the Super Bowl, and Russell Wilson throws the pick at the one year That entire shit. run of ch- NFC teams, heartbreak, heartbreak, heartbreak. Chain heartbreak. reaction of just misery. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Very, very, very sad. <laughs> that is, I'm like galaxy, galaxy brain right now. I'm just yep. like, wow. All right, I'm gonna move on. Top games of the decade. My top game. It's tough. I just mentioned it. Uh, thought about doing the the Cowboys comeback. I think that's a very, very good one to do because it was absolutely crazy. Matt Flynn, I, like I was, I wanted told Zena to come in for the second half, and then Flynn ends up throwing four touchdowns in the second half. Nice. Absolutely unbelievable. Good but pick. This is kind of cheating. But oh, that's I, not your pick. That's not my pick. Okay. The NFC Championship game against the Chicago Bears. Nothing is more football than that. Interesting. I mean, kind of. You know, it's to the like oldest rivalry, whatever. Blah blah blah. But an absolutely just knocky in the face game. Brian Urlacher, you know, gets the ball from Rodgers. Rodgers ends up tackling him by his shoe. B.J. Raji gets a pick. That, <laughs> that B.J. Raji. Oh Lowest scoring, just heart-pounding game the entire time. You never feel good until Sam Shields leaps up at the back corner of the end zone, makes the pick, and we're going to the Super Bowl. That was that was the game for me. Good pick. That's a good pick. Yeah. I don't have too much else to say. Well, obviously, afterwards, like I said before, Charles Woodson talking in the locker room. I loved also, that reminds me, Watching ESPN, that's back when we were still like always watching ESPN. Yeah. Sports Center, they had Fourth some uh, female reporter outside the stadium at Soldier Field later. And she's like, Yeah, Bears fans aren't very happy. And she like bent over and picked up the NFC North shirt. Uh, people were just leaving their, yeah, you know, NFC worthless North now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's why we always say those shirts are stupid. But this year, I would actually buy one of those. Yeah, those are pretty cool. But yeah, they got to win the whole thing if they if before I. But yeah, those are that's a great shirt. I but agree. then that must be an NFL thing because I saw a bunch of other teams with that same format. Oh really? And that kind of yeah. Oh fuck! I didn't know that. That's yeah. not cool at all. All right. Well, okay. Top uh, game. My pick. I'm actually going to steal from your favorite season. Yep. The iconic fourth and eight game. Yes, that this was, is this is in the running for, for yeah. me as well. And ooh, and it's another Bears game. Yeah, I kind of a theme there. Yeah. Um but the reason that I picked it is well It's funny how both games are at Soldier Field too. Obviously against the Bears, but like Soldier Field Yeah. Just ugly. brings out yeah, ugly. <laughs> just brings the, out ugly. the brown, ugly dirt grass. Yeah, the yeah, brown ugh. Yep. Um but my reason for picking it is well there's kind of a few. Um like I guess this is kind of like a, a cheesy thing, but like, why think think like why are you even a football or a Packers fans Packer fan to begin with? Because is it because of like 
it helps bond with family mm-hmm. and friends and mm-hmm. it's like a good conversation piece yep. or um it's a distraction from <laughs> something going on in your life your or stupid an escape life. Yep. from yeah some bullshit going on or stress yep. or whatever bad stuff and that game i was able to watch with with close family with like a lot of bullshit going on in my personal life so mm-hmm. it was like a good escape and then to that for that game to produce what it did was just like so memorable i remember standing around the tv on the fourth and eight like it as was... soon as it happened we just jump around like and just did not stop yelling for like exactly. five minutes. And I think and that's what and that's what I'm talking about. Why these seasons are better than seasons like twenty eleven. Because we have those moments. You don't have those moments in twenty eleven. The only moment you can really you really have is like the Chiefs game and the Giants game. The two games we That's lost. a good point. Because there's really there was really no like high pressure Exactly so much to lose situations. No, nothing really mattered with this. And I I would think everyone listening right now too. You know where you were for fourth and eight when it happened. Yes, you know, I still remember being in the living room at my parents' place and jumping up with my dad, just so like, how did this happen? And that drive too, that final drive we converted on three fourth downs. Oh my! The Jordy Nelson God. catch too was tough. He had to like bend over and almost pick it up off the ground. It was just your heart couldn't stop once that game started. Yeah, that game from yeah start to finish, and it was. Um, it was Rogers' first game. It was Rogers. It was Rogers and Cobb's first game back. Cobb had two catches in that game. Both were touchdowns. <laughs> it, was the, it was the perfect cap of that season. It was a roller coaster. That game was a roller coaster. You know, just up and down. How are we overcoming it? Why are we still in this game? How are we still alive? Yeah. And we end up on fourth and eight. And obviously, I mean, we didn't get into it. John Kuhn, the, the unsung, but now obviously everyone knows about what he did on that fourth and eight to peppers yeah. coming across the field block, peppers. blocking peppers rogers drops back boop cob wide open boop yep absolutely yeah, that was a game i will never forget yep so moving on to the top plays of the decade top three we're gonna start at three work our way down to one i will go first number three for me probably should be higher the janice hail mary mm. and i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of cheat here I'm going to take both of them. I'm taking that Hail Mary, and I'm taking the 4th and 20, 4th and 19, wherever the hell it was. And this was still when Packers, or the fo- football stuff going on, early on, like tw- 2010 to 2013, 14, Twitter isn't super popular. With this, it was just, you know, it blew up. But we yes. have that screen grab of Rodgers with, like, 20 seconds left on 4th and 19, in the end zone throwing, and then the caption is just, this game went to overtime when we were down. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the, the first game. to go gen- 95 yards in 20 seconds. Unbelievable. Watch the replay a couple times, too. It's amazing how Janice starts running, has to find the ball, starts running, and then catches it. Like, yeah. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Mike still wish we would have gone for two then. <sighs> he did say recently in the interview on William Tausch, though, is that, and it's true, they, he wanted to go to, for two, but they only had so much time. I don't think they had any timeouts, and they were so low on guys. He he didn't have a comfortable play to run a two play call, mm, that, which makes see, sense. I wish we could have got that explanation. Oh, that's because yeah, I was I was really mad we didn't go for two there because yeah, Arizona gets the ball in overtime and I think scored in three plays. Something I remember. Like I remember Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, long ass Demarius Randall, piss poor effort, terrible angle. And then that little shovel 
to get in the end zone. Ugh. That that almost made me forget. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, Kyle and I watched a Packer game at uh, locally at the Herkimer here, and when the Packers were losing, I ordered us shots of Rumplemints. Mm. This is the story behind that. So the first time I ever did that was against the Cowboys in the Desden Ketchik game. Packers did not look like we were going to win. We were we looked like shit. Cowboys were driving. I said, okay, we need something to change it up. So me and my buddy Andrew, I got us two shots of Rumplemints. After that, Des didn't catch it. So it's like, holy shit, this is lucky. Next week, tried it again. Did not work against Seattle. So mm. next year, we are losing to the Cardinals. I am at the Herkimer <laughs> with some buddies. Saturday night games, we're drinking. It's like, oh, we got to change it up. Round of Rumplemint shots. Then the Jeff Janis plays <laughs> happen, and I'm like, holy shit, this is a real thing. But because I'd been drinking, I ordered a second round, and then we lose. Mm. So I've learned now I can only do it once a season. I used it against the Lions because I felt like if needed we the buy. We needed that buy. That's a good. Yeah. That's a good. Good. Yeah, good. you yeah, picked the right a, spot. That's a good. All right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about. This this team, if we didn't get that by, so good, yeah, good choice. All right, number three play for you. Um, I will go with uh, in Aaron Rodgers' six touchdown and a half performance against against the Chicago Bears. Oh. I was at that game, okay. and his fourth touchdown pass to Jordy Nelson is a very very underappreciated throw. And Rogers' storied, storied, career. storied catalog yep. of stupid throws. Yep, he it was. Uh, they were at on Chicago's forty-yard line going in, and snaps the ball. It's it's twenty-one-zero. Snaps the ball. Jordy runs a goal route. Weird. He Rogers scrambles out and just flicks it on the run, and Jordy makes this adjustment in the air, and it's oh. right on the sideline. I did see that. And I had the angle, I had the angle of, of behind the offense, yep. so I saw it all unfold. <laughs> and it was just it. That throw is so absurd. It was on the run, and it was, and the DB, the safety was closing in. The cornerback was trailing, but he was, he was, he was beat, but he was recovering. Yep. And it was just, it was in the perfect spot. It was a great adjustment and toe tap by Jordy. And it's just one of the most absurd throws by him. All right. We'll have to find that and post it from the account. Thank you. My number two, I don't think we have to go into it too deep. Uh, Randall Cobb, fourth and eight. Probably should be number one, but obviously we talked about it earlier. Cobb, Cobb and Rogers, first game back, Coon block, blah, blah, blah. You know what happened. Yep. All right. So what is your number two? My number two is the... Richard Rogers Hail Mary. Oh, very. I I just feel like all of the Hail Marys should appear on our list, probably. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that one because that was one of the most frustrating games to watch for yes. for three and a half quarters. Honestly, it's almost like I couldn't enjoy the Hail Mary enough because that game just sucked. Yes, so much. I actually cracked my scone, scone. my phone, <laughs> scone freen, my phone <laughs> <Yeah>. screen, <laughs> uh, in like the second quarter because I was just so frustrated with the offense. God, I'm such an asshole. Yeah. Um, but I think it was, what, 20 to 3 going into the fourth or something? Something like but that. But either way, and uh, I just loved I loved the call by Nance and Sims there. That's that's where we differ. Because it was his, it was like, he just turned 30 the other I... day, or 34 the other day. 
hate the does call. Does he have a vintage I moment in him? hate the call. Because he says he turned 30 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in him? And it's because it's he's trying to build up this play that he doesn't think is actually going to work. You know, it's just you got to let the plays breathe. Mm, sometimes, and then you no. just got to react. I thought it was perfectly called. I didn't like it. And the biggest, one of the other biggest bummers about the play is Wayne Larvey's call on it wasn't very good either. Oh, really? He, yeah, because yeah, now he was that I think of it, it happened too. I don't even know because... It's yeah, it's not really looped with it. Exactly. When you think of fourth and eight, even if you weren't listening to the radio, you can hear Wayne Larvey say, "Open Cobb," and then you just hear a uh, freaking bent finger in the back going, "Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome." Yeah, no, I liked the the Nance call, and I liked Sims call too. Usually, Sims is a airhead in the booth. He doesn't do I'm anything. Kind of glad he's gone, he's, but yeah. as he's like, he 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 was saying something like he's got a blah blah blah, just probably. Yep. Uh, flabbergasting and <laughs> gas bagging. Yep. I don't know what the word is. But as he's uncorking it, Sims is like, it's going to get there. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Okay. I, I love like, that okay. call. I like that part. Because I, he's I like, like he shit. sees, he sees, okay, he's got, <laughs> yeah. he's got all day to like, st- like crow hop into this throw. Yes. And he, and he just sent it. Oh, as high. It almost hit the, well, the non-existent banners in Ford, yep. Ford Field. <laughs> That's another thing I forgot about, too, is the thing that made that Janice, the actual Hail Mary crazy, too, is Rodgers was lucky to get the ball off. He had to run That's around two saying. guys, set his back foot in half a second, and just chuck it. Because he was rolling to the left on yeah. that play, too. <laughs> yes. Absolutely crazy. It's going to get there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My number, one, my number one pick, I don't know if this is the best one, but for me, it's sometimes it's not always the moment, but it's the moment that it's setting up. And that is the Tremont William pick six against the Atlanta Falcons mm. in the divisional round of the playoffs. When this play happened, and this, you know, we're still, it, you know, that was a magic year, overcoming the injuries, making the playoffs, Deshaun Jackson, all that stuff. And then we're actually beating the, the number one seed Falcons, who we lost to earlier in the year because of terrible special teams at the end of the game. Destroyed everyone that year. Yep, and we're, and we're beating them. You know, we're beating them at this time, but... Atlanta scored. We're only up one touchdown at this point, and there's like nine seconds left in the half, and they're trying to get in field goal range. Matt Ryan throws it. Tremont just jumps the route, picks it off for a touchdown. I'm jumping up. I'm like, holy shit, this is we're going to win, and we're going to go to the fucking – from there it's like we have to. We have to win yep. the whole thing. Yep. So that was the big moment for me. Yeah, that was a, a turning point for that whole season. I, I can't even remember like the rest of the game. I know Rodgers did really well, but the only thing I can remember of that game is the Tremont Williams pick. That was actually one of I think Rodgers one of like his best playoff performances. It but was. yeah, people yeah. people really just kind of go back to that Tremont pick six, <laughs> yeah, which as just, they should. Yeah, the whole playoffs, that whole run Rodgers was unreal, so it's like yeah, it's assumed at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, good uh pick. that was my number one pick, Kyle. Um I mean I have to go fourth and eight. Yeah. I mean, I hate that it's on this on our list, but <laughs> so it's just such times. a. It I has just, to be. I I like my. I just I feel like I have a, a solid breakdown of it because there's a ton of intricacies in that play. Oh. that are just awesome. Again, you already mentioned first the the coon making the block of his life on Peppers, yep. who Peppers then joins the other side the next year. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. That yeah, that that was still. Weird. I remember. Sorry, I remember waking up like one morning and looking at my phone and it says Ted Thompson Green Bay Packers have signed Julius Peppers I'm like what yeah. what who, who what is the source Ted of who is this the onion yeah. didn't and, make any um, sense but then he rolls out and you know and this is I think this is where I started to turn on because before this moment I th- I think I 
was in the dislike Joe Buck crowd. Oh, but I think this game yes. kind of changed it because he very good point. Rogers floats it. Come, it's literally down. just he, and th- and that's that's what I'm saying. Why I don't like Nance's call is because you ch- it's simplification. What is going on and why do we love that? He just yells. Cobb and it and is then pure human emotion. Touchdown. And then this is the best part of his call is after he scores, he just goes him and Troy just go silent. Like <laughs> yes. They just let it breathe. I love yes. that. They just yes. let the moment breathe. Yes. And like you can hear the faint you can hear chor- <laughs> cheers because it's you know, it's it, even though it's in Soldier Field, there's it's the Packers faint. travel well. Yeah, yes. you can hear it. You see Rogers running on the field going nuts and Jerry everyone's Boykin. going crazy. And then his next words are like his second of the game, <laughs> yeah. and it was just—I thought uh, it was. I'm, a I'm, I'm literally getting call. goosebumps yeah. right now just thinking of it. But then other <laughs> intricacies of that play is Cobb. As soon as the ball is snapped, oh, he's but... he's running. <laughs> he he throws his hand up when he's like six or seven yards into his route because oh, he sees two steps. One of my all-time hated Bears, Chris Cinderblock Feet Conti. Oh, why do you hate him? Just we, we sit love him. at the sticks. He, he just sit at the sticks and Cobb's like, oh, you are lunch, buddy. Throws up his hand and yep. throws it. And then what I just caught when I was replaying it a couple days ago, from an angle, when when Cobb throws up his hand mm-hmm. and he gets past Conti, yep. you can see James Jones throw up his hand, touchdown. <laughs> yes. Before yes. before he even is looking for the ball, he throws up his hands, touchdown. If And if you look at the offensive linemen, too, there's a lot of pictures of just guys throwing their arms up. Yeah, there's so, so many just different yeah variables in that play that just make it so incredible it reminds me too the top the top two uh bears of the decade for the packers jay cutler and chris conti yeah because <laughs> that wasn't the only time where we just yeah. burned him um i'm gonna i'm gonna run through some honorable mentions here those are our top lists but man there's a lot of them the randall cobb kick return touchdown to start off Ooh. 2011 he was the first player born in the 90s to score a touchdown the richard rogers nice. Hill Mary, had. Dean Lowry pick slash fumble six against the Bucks, sixty nine yards, nice. That was one of my favorites. Obviously, the start of the ball hawk. Sam Shields breakup of Dez, beautiful play by Sam Shields. It's all was that, was. that game. It was all Sam Shields. <laughs> the st- something that is fun to look back on that Micah Hyde interception against the Vikings. Teddy that one handed like yeah the like inverted like arm. Yeah, I don't know what the hell it was, but it was insane. The fact it's weird so that, that you even too. attempt that on an NFL football field to make a to make an interception. Tom Crabtree fake field goal against the Bears, mm. awesome. The Raji pick six, which we briefly mentioned. Yep. The Nick Collins touchdown in the Super Bowl. Oh, Howard Green. I, I, who knows if we win that Super Bowl without Nick? Yeah, Collins. I mean it, it was a one score game at the end there. Uh, going along with that, the Clay Matthews, it is time. Spill, pick it, spill. Oh my God! That was that's one of those where in the moment, I mean, obviously it was cool, but like getting the whole story afterwards makes it, it just makes oof. it a lot better. Um, obviously the Rogers to Rogers that you mentioned, uh, Cobb Hail Mary. Rogers to Cook, which we didn't talk about. That was still oh. great. That's one where it's a you I know kind of feel bad for omitting it. But Buck is Buck is good, but the way that he yeah that was a bad call by him. Everyone watching it is like that in, was pretty close, incomplete. And he yeah he yeah. kind of dismissed it right away. Yeah. yeah, and still after that, and then Crosby that field goal that is on the left side <laughs> of the goalpost. Mason Crossbar. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, don't don't talk about Skip Bayless. We're never gonna say his name again here. And uh, la- last play I could think of. It's obviously a little. Um, Thinking recent, still the Jair breakup with Diggs and Thielen. I just love. Yes, that play. I just all time favorite play. Jair play. And I there's it. He will have to have like 
a, a game-winning pick six in the Super Bowl for that play to be top. He's he's due for a pick six. I mean, shit, we are due for a pick six. Yes. I don't think we had a defensive touchdown all year. Yes, no. Yeah. No, we didn't have any special or defensive, special yeah. team or defensive. Shocking touchdown. that we didn't have any special team yeah. touchdowns from the first half. It was so um, bad. I just want to quick add my honorable mention for favorite game is yep. anytime we beat the Minnesota Vikings. Ooh, there you go. Yeah, and finally we got that twice, but hopefully, hopefully um, – just that, twice this year. Well, yes. I mean, no, no, no. Ooh, ooh. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, it doesn't come back up. But yeah, that's it. Top plays of the decade. Always fun to go down memory lane like that. I'm sure we miss some. Uh, if we miss some, any you guys listening out there and you're bored, feel free to tweet us if there's something egregious that we missed. But with that, we will move forward to the preview of the Seahawks. All right, Seahawks preview. Ooh. Biggest, Big tilt. Biggest preview we have had all year. One could argue our biggest game of the season up to this point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, la- the last few have been kind of kind of a big. hot take. but Yeah. Uh, yeah. Scorching hot. Uh, Russell Wilson, Seahawks coming to town. I think. Winner stay home. Winner, winner stay home. We are favored by four points. Yes. Correct? Yes. And I believe. Yeah. I think it opened at four and it has not moved at all. So. Yeah. Quick. Quick overview of the Seahawks on the year. Russell Wilson obviously had an MVP-type season. 31 touchdown passes, 5 interceptions, over 4,000 passing yards. Last week he was 18 for 30, 325 yards, 1 touchdown. However, the running game is not very good. Uh, (laughs) You can just look at last week, Homer for them. Their lead running back, 11 carries, 12 yards. Lynch, who came back, 6 carries for 7 yards. Bad, bad, but then you look at Wilson, he had 9 for 45 the one thing that kind of thinks, you know, we could have some trouble there. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you saw, shout out Andy Herman, who had a good uh, little breakdown on Twitter, how last year we used Fackrell a lot as a spy mm. against Wilson. And if you remember, last year Fackrell, that was his season where Career he had game. four sacks against the Seahawks. Three, I think. Yeah, three. Was yeah. it four? No, it, was, it couldn't have been It four. was absurd. I guess <laughs> multiple sacks for Fackrell. We, we, yeah. we might have... And Fackrell's actually a decent player. We might have talked more shit about Fackrell this year than Blake Martinez. Because every time... Every time I he doubt gets, it. I time, really doubt it. Yeah, yeah. At least uh, percentage-wise, kind of. Kind of sort. Because the last couple of weeks, it's like, why are they holding Kyle, Kyle yeah. Fackrell? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's that. And then they have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Met, uh, Metcalf obviously went off last Sent a, week. Set a record for most receiving yards for a rookie in a playoff game. Seven catches, 160. Yeah, and the huge that huge third and ten to seal the game, mm-hmm. where he went up and and high pointed the ball. And that yeah, was an I, amazing I can't catch. I can't believe how good he is this early. But yeah, we can just talk about the Seahawks offense here briefly. Uh, I, I'm not. Um, I mean Homer Homer looked good in Week 17 against the Niners, but then yeah, he kind of came back down to earth last week. Yep. Um, but and I just saw a headline today that Carroll plans on getting Lynch. More carries and please be my guest. I I don't this know. This is not this is not the Marshawn Lynch we know. It isn't, but Marshawn Lynch is the type of back that I can see giving the Packers troubles because at least early in the year we weren't a very good tackling team, and I don't know how, how I feel about Blake or whoever being in the middle if Lynch gets hot. Obviously he's old as shit, but it's a little it's a little bit worrisome. Not too much. The one thing for me, be it, it hasn't been as big of a problem of late because early in the season, obviously the big problems the defense had. Was everything over the middle, running backs and tight ends, and the Seahawks do not have really have much running of backs or tight ends. Yeah, uh, I'm curious how the DK Metcalf Tyler Lockett matchup will go. I think 
It's one of those things where I feel like we almost match up too well. Where I Kevin King is a tall guy who can match up a DK, yep. Lockett, and Alexander. I really like the matchups there. It's almost too good, especially because you just look at the height. You know, yep. King is a tall corner. Metcalf's a tall dude. Tall J- physical. Jair's quick and a little shorter, and that's who he's going up against. Yeah, Lockett. and um, Metcalf, even though he he timed, he timed really well in the forty. I still think. Kevin King can stay with him, and I hope I so. think it, it's a good matchup. It's str- it's straight speed, and Kevin King at least has that. So right, I, I feel pretty good. Big big thing for us too. Overall, we'll talk about the defense here as well. In the trenches, it's a huge huge strength for the Packers. At least offensive line for sure. Defensive line with Kenny and moving Darius around. The Seahawks do not have a good offensive line, and yep. they do not have a very good defensive line. Yeah, I think it comes down to our defensive line, and I feel. Of all position groups, I feel they are going to dominate the most. I really, and if that's the really case, so. I really think they'll control the game and give Russ a whole bunch of problems. Especially if we use Fackrell as a spy, it's a gigantic game for him because it's going to be, you know, we're letting the guys up front rush the quarterback, and then is going to have to be the safety valve of Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a huge thing to watch. Uh, their defense, everyone obviously knows that the defense – is what Seattle has been known for over the last decade, but they are not very good anymore. Uh, they are ranked 36th in total defense for yards. Did you just say 36th? 26th. Good catch. Okay. Good catch. 36th. Yeah, they're they're worse than the uh, Oilers. Alabama, Clemson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 22nd in points allowed per game, 24.9. They are 27th in pass defense and 22nd in rushing defense. So nothing really stellar. Like you said earlier, uh, Jadavion Clowney is pretty much the best player on that defense. What was that stat you gave me about uh So Tim Tim uh, Backus, Tim Backus, he tweeted this. I thought this was really good. Of Rodgers' 6 games with a 95 plus rating this season, 5 are against opponents in the bottom half of the league for pro football focused pass rushing ratings. It was Washington, Oakland, Giants, Denver, Kansas City. They're all ranked 19th or worse. Seattle is ranked 30th. So yeah, that that makes it that makes you feel a little Advantage better. Adjust, baby. Yeah, um, they do. They're not good really at getting to the quarterback. They had seven sacks last week. Yeah, but they have twenty. They had twenty eight on the season. Seven. I mean, is that that must? I mean, I know McCown was holding on to the ball quite a bit, but man, yeah. seven. Yeah. So it's but it's it's one of those where the defense isn't very good, but Detroit's defense wasn't very good either. So I I'm hoping that. I, I'm very, very curious to see what offense we're going to see. Is it going to be the one where against the Cowboys where we stuck with Aaron Jones or are we going to air it out like we did against Oakland? Options are open, but I I really want to see what we cook up. As Rodgers talked about earlier in the week too, it's you know looking past. It's throwing away some plays that haven't worked well all year, mm-hmm. sticking to the stuff that works. I'm curious to see what they think works. Yeah, uh, and I think – Hopefully, well, it looks like most of the O line is back at practice. Yep, it which looks is like huge. everyone should be good. Balaga, he's not officially cleared, but I mean, if you can practice, like yeah, what? he's he's in this, he's still in the concussion protocol, but he's practicing. You you have which to think he's going to be. good. I don't understand that. I feel like if you can practice, you're yeah. you're kind of clear of I, that. I, I was more happy to see that Lindsley was Lindsley's playing. back. Yeah, I, I was. And then yeah, I did that. see Elton miss practice, but it was there's just, an illness going. It was around. just an illness. Apparently, Bakhtiari had it last week, and it's moving down the line. So hopefully, that stops. Okay, jeez. Yeah, uh, but we're getting a little healthy. Saw Lazard w- didn't practice the other day too, but I assume everyone's going to be good. Yeah, to go. it was probably a very light week last week. Very, very, very um, light. But yeah, I think Aaron, if Aaron Jones gets twenty touches, ball game. 
Hopefully, See you in the NFC Championship. You don't, you don't want to read into that too much. I hate those stats where it's ooh the oh Vikings when this are... person touches the ball this many times. Yeah, those are yeah weird. Oh, they were running in the fourth quarter. Yeah. <laughs> but with that predictions, Oof. what do you what do you have for a score prediction for the game? Man, I haven't even thought of one. I Sheesh. believe the over-under is like 47, 47 yeah, 46. Preparation. All right, I will go first. Okay. My prediction, it's the Seahawks. It's at Lambeau. I don't know if you guys know this, too. We probably should have mentioned this. The Seahawks with Russell Wilson are 0-3 at Lambeau. He has thrown three touchdowns, six picks. However, five of those picks came in one in game. In one game, I remember. Ugh. So hopefully we can continue that. But my score prediction, 20 to 23 Green Bay Packers. I think it's going to I think it's going to be a very very close game. Slobberknocker. Slobberknocker. These are two teams that have been winning ugly all year and I don't think it changes especially after last week where every game in the playoffs was ugly. All right. Well, I uh I don't think I I feel good about our run defense against this running offense. Mm. So I don't think they'll be able to run the ball super well. And like I said, I really, really like the matchups on the outside with DK and KK and Jair and Lockett. Mm -hmm. Um, DK and KK, I like that. And so I think the final score will be 27-13. Good guys. Oh, wow. Okay, a little little comfy there. I think they're going to struggle to move the ball. Yeah. um, That'll be be nice. That is kind of bold to predict a 14 14 point game but I just I don't know I think our defense is playing at its best and will continue to do so and like I said previously as well I think the D-line can and will dominate and that will cause way too much havoc for Russ and he's he's gonna make his plays he's definitely gonna that's that's what I'm worried about it's almost that will be contained it's almost like that Mitch Trubisky stuff where I don't think Mitch is a good quarterback but he might make plays with his legs and Russell Wilson is a good quarterback plus he can make plays with his legs that's what I'm a little bit worried worried about but we'll see all right bold predictions Can't, can't forget that you ready for that all right you're not ready I will go first I'm cheating a little bit uh may have done this earlier in the year because I have. Once again, these bold predictions, these are just kind of shots in the dark, lottery tickets. Mm-hmm. Would be bold if it happened. Talked about mixing it up in the playoffs, stuff that works, maybe stuff we've been hiding. Jay Sternberger. Ooh. Give me touchdown. Give Ooh. me 40-plus yards. Wow. Yes, I think it, okay. it is time. It, it is. is time <laughs> to Channeling have... Your- Tight ends that are playing hard and trying their best to make plays for F this yeah, football dude. team. Hint, yeah. JG. That's a good one. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. And your bold prediction for the week? I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna do a Geronimo one, but I just I can't don't I can't don't. back that. Yes, dude. no, can't you do it. You cannot. Okay. All right. Tim Boyle. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, we can't we can't be speaking those bold predictions no, okay. after how Detroit right. went. I believe this will be bold enough, but I predict that Swervin Irvin will score a touchdown. Don't know in what capacity, okay. but he will score a touchdown. Fuck yeah! Damn it! I think once again, I think I have vi- to give it to you, but it's open ended. It could be special yeah, teams. Third running back. It could back. be one of those Fuck. those little jet receipt where it's technically a receiving. Damn it! Damn it! That's what it's gonna be too. That oh, that's and you know what? <laughs> damn, this is a going to be a very long episode that is going to take a while to edit. But you're right. It's one of those things, too, where, at, like I was talking about, it's the stuff that works or maybe stuff we haven't seen. 
How many times have we seen a jet sweep this year, and how many times have we seen us actually run it? No. We, yep. The guy just keeps going. Mm-hmm. And I could totally Lulling see him to sleep. Irvin lining up outside, coming in motion, getting it at like the five running it in for a touchdown. Yes. I feel like that. Swerving Irvin. Yeah, man. Touchdown in any capacity. Yes. All right. That's a pretty good prediction. But there we go. That is the episode. Wow. That was that By week bonanza one. part. Duh. But yeah, uh, wrapping it up, Kyle, if we didn't talk about it, I don't know how we haven't talked about it. You will be at the game this week, too. Yes. Got him through my season ticket package. For yeah. those that don't know how the season ticket playoffs work, they do like a lottery, and I think they do it in like September, where they just put all the season ticket holders in a bucket. It's like a raffle. Well, a lot of, like a lottery. Mm-hmm. And then they tell you if you're in or not, and if you're in, then you opt in, and we opted in, so we're not sitting in a regular seasons we're at like the 30 yard line which is going to be fucking amazing that's that's odd because that's a lot of like uh you would think superstitious like you would want to be like some people Ooh, who are season your gold package season ticket holder but there's you right. know season ticket holders it's like you would think you, they'd want their seat what's funny is that i was at the des no catch game and we were at the exact opposite of my season tickets for oh that game. and that's so where like it was. no that's where it was so oh. if we were sitting in our regular season oh. it would have been right in front of yeah, us yeah that sucks i mean hey got the w yeah very very important yeah i i will not be at the game i will be wearing uh the one thing i do every year is i i'll wear a shirt or jersey or whatever and once we lose i switch it mm. i'm on to my bart star jersey which i'm wearing in our fabulous logo done by lydia noble nice and i'm wondering because one of the best things my mom did one of the best things. One of the best things my mom has ever done in her life. Not, but this is pretty cool. At a garage sale, she got me an Al Harris jersey for fifty cents. What? Yeah. So I think Who I need. That for fifty cents. I gotta have that like underneath. I think I might have to like Ooh, wear two jerseys. I like it. Try to get. You I know, like it. Get that vibe going. Yes. But uh, yeah, that's that's it for the episode. This is a podcast, so if you could please five star it, subscribe. That'd be pretty cool. Maybe you even want to share the episode, mm. you know? That would be cool as well. Mm. We told you earlier that, um, you know, to reply to our, you know, maybe you have top plays too. What, Repl- which which ones did we miss? Which ones did we miss? You know, we, we said it, but, you know, maybe reply. There's a little reminder. Reply to us on Twitter. Get some interactions going. But, uh, yeah, other than that, a little nerve-wracking, you know, Deep breaths, deep breaths on Sunday. Uh, We'll see you guys on the other side. Survive in advance, baby. Survive in advance. And um, very much with the tone of this week, uh, the band, please don't sue us. Go Pack Go. Baby, don't you do it.